city of Portland has announced an Antifa summer camp for 10-year-olds. That's great. Well, we've announced something else. We're going to be holding something for students as well. It's called the Student Action Summit down at Tampa, Florida. It's coming up this weekend. It's going to be great, folks. We've got Governor DeSantis. We've got President Trump. And by the way, just so you know, right, we're looking at the schedule now. I see it posted up on the site. And we've got, so it goes DeSantis on Friday, then Poso on on Saturday afternoon, followed by President Trump. So basically, Governor DeSantis pretty much going to be in my warm-up act. You know, you know, I appreciate it. Appreciate the gov coming in. Heavy D coming down for me. Folks, this is going to be the center of the conservative universe, the center of the galaxy for this weekend, for these days. It's a fully immersive experience. The chapters are going to be there. You're going to meet people. You're going to connect. The conservative movement is going to meet together. You need to be at this place. You need to gain access. TPUSA.com slash SAS. If you're in driving distance, if you're waiting to make that last minute call, just go ahead. More flights just opened up. Use promo code POSO, all caps, 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is July 19, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's headlines, the city of Portland is apparently promoting an Antifa summer camp. That's nice. For 10-year-olds. Next, new body cam footage released. The Uvalde police chief tried to negotiate with an active shooter while he was killing children. Third, Techley Sundberg's family, this is over in Minneapolis, was pleading with their son to cooperate with police. And finally, Apple sued over Apple Pay, accused of antitrust violations. The lawsuit finally dropped. All this more ahead, Human Events Daily. Well, the city of Portland is allowing Antifa to set up a summer camp for essentially child soldiers in a domestic insurgency right there in the middle of their city. You know, you know, for me, I've got like I've got two little boys or I've got a four year old and I've got a one year old. And uh, this summer we're thinking teaching teaching the four year old, you know, some fishing a little bit, teaching him how to. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not doing live bait yet. He's not quite old enough for that, but teaching him some of the basics, you know, you know, this is how you let out your bail. This is how you reel it in. Right. You know, this is how, you know, you've got a bite that, that kind of stuff, right. The line goes taut, et cetera. You know, that's what we're doing this summer. Um, doing some swimming, you know, some swim classes. We've got a swim club that we're, you know, we go to and, uh, got the floaties on him. And then we got the floaties on, on the one-year-old and he plays in the baby pool. That's what we're doing for the summer. That's how we're spending our summer. Uh, and of course we're going to SAS this weekend. Very excited. We'll be, we'll be down there. Tanya Tay, myself, both little boys believe brother, brother, Kevin K Poso will also be coming down, but not in the city of Portland In the city of Portland. No, they're not going to SAS. They're not going to Tampa. They've got drag queen story hours, critical race theory, and now the Antifa summer camp. And this, of course, is from the great libs of 
TikTok, a social justice camp for children in fourth to eighth grade. It brags about children attending the free camp, later participating in protests. The curriculum includes a plethora of Antifa-style documents, including tear gas for Portlanders when teaching campers what to do if they come into contact with tear gas. It also includes Black Lives Matter chants, no justice, no peace, no racist police. The whole dang system is guilty as heck. Indict, convict, put those killer cops in jail. The whole dang system is guilty as heck. Rhymes a little bit if you include the cursing. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on for it won't be long until I'm going to need somebody. And then, of course, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. This is interesting. It's the state that's our oppressor. I love these chants. I love these. I love the Antifa chants that they're teaching the child soldiers, Antifa's child soldiers. It's it's the state that's our oppressor. It's the racist government. It's the state that's our oppressor. It's the rapist government. We know the rapist is you. We know the rapist is you. That doesn't even rhyme. Like, I mean, if you're going to call the state a rapist, you think that you could at least come up with something that rhymes, maybe some alliteration, maybe some puns, play on words. It's, it's not, I don't know. It's not good. It's just not good. So it goes on and on and on. It talks about transgender affirmations. It talks about, uh, in, in one sense, I think it says going to prisons and talking with the incarcerated populations. That's fun for 10-year-olds. Look, the question at the end of this is, have you ever wondered why it is that the city of Portland and some of these other areas have a seemingly never-ending supply of young anarchists? Every summer they go out, whenever one of these things pops off, or as I've said, whenever they become activated, whenever the signal goes out, right? Like we saw in 2020, when I went to Seattle, just a couple hours north of Portland, and we went to Chaz and we infiltrated there and we stayed inside that area day and night for a week, right? It's because of things like this. They're holding training academies for Antifa child soldiers. By the way, imagine the kind of parents that would bring their children to this. You've got to be in what, your 30s, 40s, if you've got a 10-year-old, right? Understand. Understand. They're using these as training academies for domestic terrorists. The city allows it. The police allow it. No one seems to have a problem with it. So when they're firebombing the courthouse over, you know, back in Portland for 50 nights on end, when they're attacking Andy No in the streets, when they're going after law-abiding citizens who are just driving their cars trying to get through the road and they're blocking people and threatening people and intimidating people, understand, this is where they come from. It starts here and then they go to place, they go to another place where they're taught to hate their country and they're taught to hate their neighbors. And that place is called college. Now, Charlie Kirk's got a new book out on this and this isn't a pitch for the book or et cetera, but understand these are incubation cells for anti-American propaganda and anti-American activists. That's the only thing colleges are for. So if you want to send your kids to a good summer camp, I wouldn't choose Portland. We've just had several massive conservative rulings from the Supreme Court, and it is worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought. They actually do fight. They put their money where their mouth is on behalf of the unborn and our constitutional rights for all Americans. 
Now, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for our values. That's why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans. Thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same great nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the great service that you would have otherwise, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company that actually fights for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash POSO and use promo code POSO to get free activation. If you're a veteran first responder, please let them know because they have a special discount just for you. Join the movement. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. Link in the description. Full of victims. Child call 911. The room is full of victims. Let me know if there's any kids in there or anything. This could be peaceful. Could you tell me your name? Anything I can know, please? Can you hear me, sir? Sir, if you can hear me, please put your firearm down, sir. So we've got to go back to this Uvalde situation. And we've got a new body cam that's come out. And this is Police Chief Arredondo you hear on this. Now, he's the guy who has resigned. And quite frankly, I've called for his prosecution. I said, you have to prosecute somebody when it comes to this thing. You have to actually go in and say, why was your training so bad? Why was your performance and your behavior so bad? So stupid. So misunderstanding right? You completely misjudge the situation. You are an idiot. You have no business being in law enforcement. And I want this to be, I do want this to be a message, right? Because look, I'm a conservative. I'm an American. I pay my taxes, right? I actually am somebody who considers myself a supporter of police in terms of the institution of law enforcement. We need an institution of law enforcement in this country right? There's always going to be a criminal element. And the entire point, right? Take it back to basics. The entire point of having government is to provide for collective defense and collective security. The idea being that if every person has to defend, right, their home, has to defend their, their, um, their community, their business at all times, right? From, from attack, from fire, from theft, etc., right? then it wouldn't be easier to pool resources and establish a force to defend it, right? Simple, right? Back to basics. This is one of the basic reasons that we constituted governments in the first place, right? When your house is on fire, nobody complains when the fire department comes up. But when you have situations like this, right, that doesn't mean that we can't have, that doesn't mean a blanket statement. If you say, you know, back the blue, no matter who, no, 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 stop, stop. It's about managing the force, managing perceptions and understanding that we do want officers, we want good officers to be performing good jobs and taking care of things where they put the lives of the people that they are meant to defend first. That's the point. That's the whole idea of becoming a a police officer and certainly a school police officer. As we see here with Chief Arredondo, we see this situation and we ask, why did this go on? Now, one thing that I covered on War Room yesterday, all right, where I'm going to be guest hosting for uh, a few days this week, and we talked about it here yesterday. I haven't heard this anywhere else in media. 
that if you dig into that report, that 80-page report that I read every single page of, even when I've got no time whatsoever this week, they talked about how this school 47 times, and I have to hammer this point home because you're not even hearing this anywhere else in conservative media, 47 times that school was on lockdown. Why? Because of police and border patrol chasing human traffickers across the human trafficking smuggling corridors between Del Rio and Eagle Pass that are right there on this. Uvalde is a border town. You can't take it out of context. This is why I say maps cut through the rhetoric. So understand that school had been locked down 47 times this year prior to the shooting, including once the day before the shooting. Get control of your border. Get control of this. Lo- Why is it like Mad Max down there on the border? This is the United States of America. When you've got hundreds of officers, when you've got a federal government that, you know, go look at the budget of the federal government, trillions and trillions of dollars, right? And this is just one border town on the border. These are our children. These are American children in an American school. They should never be subject to that. And the fact is that because it had been locked down so many times because of what they call bailouts, that's when the illegals spill out of the car and they run into the community, run into the school, sometimes armed, right? The police response, we're told, wasn't as urgent because they thought it was just another lockdown. Now, we were talking about this story yesterday about Techley Sundberg, who was the individual that had been shot by police in Minneapolis. And we had played that video for you yesterday of the mother of two children that he'd been shooting at, right? Now, listen to that video a couple more times. We played it on War Room as well. And what you can hear in that video is it sounds like she was moving in. And that's when uh, this individual who lived, I guess, in the same apartment complex as her, walked down and started firing his gun at her and her children through the doors, through the walls. They duck in. Fortunately, nobody was hurt, right? But he's shooting at them. And you can see the bullet holes in her bathroom. You can see them in her, her home. You can see them all throughout. And she's screaming at these BLM protesters, why are you doing this? Stop, stop defending him. You, you, you can't do this. Well, the family of Techley Sundberg came out and say the police didn't try to de-escalate, and they said they wouldn't let them talk to their son, their adopted son. Well, Julio Rosas over at townhall.com has a breaking report, exclusive report, fantastic, by the way, that says police did try to escalate. He's got the video, and they allowed the family to come out and try to talk to him. The problem was they're trying to turn this, and, and Ben Crump, who's the he's the George Floyd lawyer. He was the Ferguson lawyer. He's getting involved now and saying, oh, this was all racism. This was this never would have happened if it was their biological white uh, child who was, you know, in the situation. 
but now they're playing the video and we just played the video for you there where they're on the Bearcat trying to talk to him saying, please stop doing this. Please put down the gun. Stop shooting innocent people, right? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you always have to take these things with a grain of salt when they are putting it into this. And they are saying, right, specifically that officers did attempt right here. Look, officers who were on the scene told Town Hall that there was much more to the story. First, they did allow Mark to try to talk to his son into surrendering via loudspeaker. We just played the audio for you. Second, when officers attempted to calm him down or speak to him through the loudspeaker, Techley would turn up music to drown out their voices. Third, the reason why snipers made the decision to kill Techley, take the shot, was because he was about to endanger the lives of others. They said, we afforded him every safe option to try and contact him. This included using the PA system on the Bearcat, which we clearly hear trying to call him and using both police and uh, partners and, and police negotiators. Every time he went, he was willfully ignoring the calls. When he finally did answer the phone, he sounded incoherent and he was constantly yelling, right? was clearly an individual who became, because he was armed, was a threat to himself and others. A threat to a mother and her little children. So just picture this for yourself. You're in this situation. You're a mother. You've got two kids. You've called the police. Someone's shooting at you. You're in your apartment. The bullet holes are, are appearing all around. Bullets are whizzing past your ears. You hit the deck. You're hiding behind the couch. You're just praying to God that something will happen. The police show up. The shooter comes back. He's about to shoot again. And the police don't take the shot because they're worried about political correctness. I don't want to live in that country. I don't want to live in a country that's run by those rules. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I don't. Look, we can't sit here and criticize the Evaldi police for not confronting the shooter in that school and then turn around and criticize these police for taking out someone who was an active shooter. It doesn't work that way. You can't have it both ways. And this is the problem when you're dealing with revolutionary movements as the United States currently is in the streets right now. We have groups like Black Lives Matter and the woke left that have taken over our institutions and in many cases taken over our, uh, our judicial system, right? but none of the stuff they say makes sense. We have to err on the side of society and defending as most people as possible. Defending life is aggressively pro-life. But we are deeply concerned about regulations that would undermine privacy and security in service of some other aim. Here in Washington and elsewhere, policymakers are taking steps in the name of competition that would force Apple to let apps onto iPhone that circumvent the app store through a process called sideloading. That means data-hungry companies would be able to avoid our privacy rules and once again track our users against their will. It would also potentially give bad actors a way around the comprehensive security protections we put in place putting them in direct contact with our users. So big tech, I know we haven't talked about big tech a lot lately, but we do have to get into this because Apple is facing another antitrust lawsuit, this time over Apple Pay. According to a complaint filed in San Francisco federal court, we knew this was thing that was in the works. Apple, quote, 
coerces, they're being accused of coercing consumers who use its smartphones, smartwatches, and tablets into using the, its own wallet, the Apple Pay wallet, for contactless payments, unlike the makers of Android devices that let consumers choose wallets such as Google Pay and Samsung Pay. And the point is that with all of these companies, right, you've got monopolies. Apple effectively in the United States has a near monopoly on so much of the smartphone market, right? We know that Google has a monopoly on search, right? Facebook, Twitter, they're effective monopolies as well. This is why antitrust, actually antitrust litigation, and I would support, right? And I know, oh, conservatives aren't supposed to say this. I would support antitrust legislation when it comes to big tech. Why is that? Look, you can't just wait for some billionaire like Elon Musk to swing down from the rafters like this is some Greek play, some Greek, you know, deus ex machina just comes in to solve the problem. It's not how it works, right? You need to actually establish a system whereby in we can have equal competition, fair competition between entities, not monopolies, fair competition. We don't have that right now, right? And instead, we have these, these corporations that have the ability to uh, force you, they could, Apple is now forcing you to use their wallet, right? What if I don't want to use Apple Pay? What if I want to use something else? Well, you got to use Apple Pay. That's contactless payment, right? And they're blocking Google Pay. They're blocking Samsung Pay. So you can't use contactless. Look, we just got back and we were over, we did, when we did Davos, when we, um, when we did the documentary, which is by the way, coming out later next month on the Great Reset. When we were in Europe, everything over there is contactless, everything. There's, there's hardly any cash. If you want to go to a vending machine, if you want to go um, to a convenience store or something like that, right? You know, you can use your card, but it's hardly anyone is using that anymore. They're just, they walk up with their phone, they click it, boom, they get on their, they, they go throughout their day. Everyone is moving to contactless payments and cashless systems, right? And there's a whole financial situation that we can talk about when it comes to that as well, because we are going to get to a point when this guy, Rishi Sunak, over in the UK is talking about central bank digital currencies. And that's a kind of a larger trend that I think this is part of. Your money is already digital. The US dollar already is a digital dollar. You just don't think of it that way. You just don't think of it as a digital currency, but it is, it largely is. How many dollars are actually hard printed versus how many dollars exist in a digital form? We need to understand this and we need to actually do something to get this under control rather than letting people like Apple be the ones who control it. And that's all the time we have. Human events daily. Remember our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. Then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What did we talk about today? The city of Portland promoting an Antifa summer camp for 10-year-olds. Next, body cam footage released. The Uvalde police tried to negotiate with an active shooter. That was dumb. Next, Techley Sunberg's family pleading with their son to cooperate with Minneapolis police. Not what the family is saying now. Apparently, the family is lying. And then finally, Apple sued over Apple Pay accused of antitrust violations. Now, one thing I also want to add is that yesterday after the show and then after hosting War Room, I did go over and spend about three hours in the courtroom uh, with Steve Bannon, the trial over there, Judge Nichols presiding. And we saw juror after juror came in, bias, bias, bias. 
I already have a preconceived notion. I already have, I already have a certain type of feeling about Steve Bannon and I can't put it aside. Um, people saying that they were obsessed with the Gen 6 hearing. There's one guy who said he was obsessed with the January 6 hearing. He had his phone set to all the notifications for it. He couldn't stop uh, watching it, paying attention to it. And he, that he thought that Bannon was a bad guy and, and all these, you know, all this bias. This is why conservatives cannot get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. And the government should do something about that. Before we go, it's time for today's history break. And so with my apologies, right, to Primetime 99, Alex Stein. Today in 1969, Apollo 11 did actually go into orbit around the moon. Actually happened. Sorry to, to all the Stanley Kubrick fans out there, right? We know, that, we know that Stanley Kubrick did not fake the moon landing. However, Eyes Wide Shut is a documentary. It's not a film. Do with that what you will. But the moon operation was going on. The mission, Apollo 11, this weekend, all the way back in 1969. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. <laughs> 